Alright, alright, alright. How's it going, Joel? Uh, it's going, man. Ready for this new segment to give to these listeners here, man. We're going to do something a little bit different. Oh. That's right. We've got a featured bottle for each of us. We each brought our own little... Mm-hmm. It's basically a cork pop, right? For me and you? Uh, not really. Not for you. Yeah, I mean. this time it's just a cork okay. pop for you. Cork pop for me on this one. We're just going to do things a little bit different. Cork pop, non-cork pop, but just bottles that we just got to cover. Yeah, we got to cover. Instead of the high and low, which we'll be back, but, you know, we have so much in our collection that if we keep on doing high and low, we cannot get to the bottles that we need to right. cover. And uh, this particular bottle that I'm, I got right here. Fresh Court Pop is a, bottle. Is a great example of why we need to do these kind of things mm-hmm. occasionally because this is a a one-of-a-kind whiskey and it's you're not going to find this whiskey, you know. So it's one of those type of things where it's it's extremely rare. So why would I, you know, go through the trouble of letting it, you know, air out a little and and get to its peak and prime just to offer it on a high end yeah. when no one can buy it anyways. Yeah. So exactly. it's like not 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 the point. So what am I talking about? Baron Tool, Irish whiskey. Mm. Um, okay, this was. It has a date of January 2023. Cask number KD008. Um, it's an Irish whiskey, but the big asterisk because normally you think Irish whiskey. Oh, okay, I know everything about it. Um, this first of all. This is a U- USA exclusive only, so only sold here. Don't know why. Well, maybe because it's um, of the details here. I'm gonna share with you. There was only 200 liters of this made, so it went into one cask, a um, a brandy cask. Um from the cognac region um, but before we even get to the dis- the aging of it just this whole leading up to it it's it's special this was a um, a hundred year old uh, recipe <laughs> that kind of just they just stopped, kept on just no they, it, it it was done it was found apparently by these guys. Oh, gotcha. Um, in the notes of Killowen, mm-hmm. uh, let's see here. It says, uh, Pure Pot Still Irish Whiskey using the Killowen style of production. Uh, this whiskey mash bill compli- uh, com- complies with the geographical indication for single pot still Irish whiskey. Mash bill is malted barley, unmalted barley, malted Maris Otter barley, oats and wheat and it's like eight parts malted barley four and a half parts unmalted barley one part maris otter and a quarter parts oat and a quarter parts wheat um let's see our grain is milled freshly on site 
During mash in, 91.0% of this mash is sourced locally with blah blah blah. Wheat, for, wheat is from Belgium. But the fermentation, it's wild open top outdoor fermentation. So okay. like a Belgian style beer where they just mm -hmm. take the lid off and let the air flow through and uh, open the windows and it ferments from natural the uh, yeast that blows in, I guess. And let's see, what else we got here? The distillation. We run our stills very slowly, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Cuts vary and are done by nose. It's very good. Um, the maturation, as I said, 200 liters in brandy cask. Uh... A white brandy cask was chosen because of its uniqueness and that it was actually American oak that was used and not European, only fitting that its contents should be exclusively bound for U.S. once more. This beautiful pot still was a favorite among the distillery owners and we felt the home support base deserved it also. So initially, the Kiloan team felt that the cask should be split 50-50, U.S. and Ireland. In the end, High Road Spirits won our hearts and understanding many members of the Kiloan cult live in the USA. We agree to send it in that direction as our first USA exclusive. Hmm. So, okay. It's an old recipe. Now, it doesn't say it on that card, but it, it said it in the uh, description of this where I bought it. And that it was a like a recipe they found somewhere. It was 100 years old. And they decided to revive it and give it a give it a try. And this is the this is it. The finishing product, huh? This is it, yeah. 3 years old. So what do we got? 3 years old, 61%? <laughs> yeah. That's what I saw too. High proof, okay. Yeah, cash strength. Um, for Irish whiskey. And it does not have the color of like a red no. breast. No, it's year. light. It's Super like light. A, I mean, like it's three a, years old, so. Like a light straw, Belvini type light. Yeah. Hmm. The nose is buttery. I was going to say butterscotch. Yeah. Yeah, buttery. Hmm. Not that much heat either from the nose. Yeah, being 61%. Hmm. Interesting. Single pot steel and finishing cognac cask. Hmm. It's very, um, biscuity. Yeah. Yeah, bready. Yeah. Butter biscuits. Mm. Mm. That... Well, the front palate was 
crazy. It was like melonly, like melon, like watermelon ish. I was getting like a like a crazy finish of a watermelon Jolly Rancher type of thing in the front palate. I'm gonna go in for a second sip before I add water. This is a different animal altogether, for sure. Not an Irish whiskey that I'm familiar with. Man, I'm getting like a Jolly Rancher note up front. It's like a a melon type of candy or something. I mean, it's good. For three years old with all that flavor is kind of crazy to me. I suppose, yeah. I didn't think but about that. Three years I, old is I'm, I'm thinking real that young. The, I'm thinking that the, the cognac finish influence and the proof has a lot to do with it. I'm thinking if this was like a standard, you know, single pot still, 80 proof, or whatever, it'd be kind of blah. It's good that they put it at cast strength, though. I'm going to add some water. Okay, so this is from Kill Owen. It's not just the Kill Owen style. This is, it's from Kill Owen Distillery. A couple of drops here. Mm. And they're in, based in Ireland, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I wonder what made them one of the releases in Ireland, and then half of it in the U.S. That that was the plan, and then they decided to go all of it to the U.S. Gotcha. The importer said we want it all. I don't know. They like cat strength over there. <laughs> wow. This is a and this is in a this is in a. Three seven five, by the way. Yeah, and it was hundred bucks. But because it's so unique, yeah, you got I to felt like I just should. like what we just covered last episode. Yeah, you just got to do it, man. Uh, on the box it says, and I agree with this. You'll 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 know it when I say it. Dense and leathery. Yeah, leather, leather, leather notes for, for sure. sure. Bristling with spice, enveloping and oily. Yeah, I can see oily. Yeah. I'm gonna try to add a little water, but it doesn't really need a lot. Yeah, I just did like a half a teaspoon. That's all I did. Uh, Alright. I could get down with this. This is... Can be in the same category of what we reviewed from uh, Rua. Or uh, Great Wagon. The the Castrinth Girl Proof um, single malt that we just reviewed. Right. The last episode. Um, like hard to find. Yeah, this is in a... A experience bottle. Mm-hmm. Something you don't get every day. Something that you're not going to be going to every day. They're like, yeah, let me polish this off. <laughs> Which won't be a good idea because of the proof. But No. Yeah, but this is something that... It's a, 
you really get your, impressive. Yeah, it's just an experience. Something For interesting. Three years old. Yeah. There's a three lot years going old. on in this. Yeah. Listen. And and cognac. I almost want to say, uh, you ever shea butter? Yeah, shea butter. Um, buttery, yeah. Buttery, yeah, buttery, so buttery, buttery. All the way, all, all kinds of butter. And I really don't, I can't remember ever seeing, uh, how can I put this? Uh, uh, a Irish whiskey that's been influenced or finished in like a cognac cask. Usually it's like a port. Well, not really port. Because Red Breast just came out with a new product that's finished and poured and is mm. pricey. Um, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the name. It just came out. Is it age statement? Uh, I can't remember. Mm. can't remember. Um, yeah. Are you picking up any brandy or cognac influence? Like, you know, usually when you get like a brandy finish or a cognac, you get that grape note. That's a tough one because there's so much going on yeah. with this. And I, my initial uh, theory is that it's the wild, the yeast, the wild yeast has a big influence on this flavor. Yeah, like, it takes like, over. I think that's dominating more than anything. But I don't know. And also, this is a, like we mentioned before, it's a fresh quart pop, so. You know how Belgian beers. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what brand or whatever. You you know it's a Belgian beer, you know, by the distinct wild yeast, they whatever it is they use, right? Wow. This is good. <laughs> I mean, just like the other bottles that you have, or you have let us reviewed, that has this color, like, looks could be deceiving. Like, this doesn't look like much in a glass because of the color, but man. Right. Yeah. Like scotch. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, Look at this little tiny give me a 70... Shot. shot glass. <laughs> give me this tiny 70-proofer. It. But it's like coming in at 120. Three years old, too, man. It's crazy. Huh. But That's that doesn't cool surprise me. Too. That doesn't I, surprise me. I really like the bottle, the you presentation. That really doesn't surprise me because Texas is doing the similar things with two-year products like Belconis and you know still Austin and all those other Texas distilleries out there but the thing is it makes sense for them to have that much flavor in a two-year whiskey because of the heat index that they got out there mm -hmm. so it just soaks it all up getting some spice at the uh, the finish is a lot of spice dry on the finish at the end of the finish I'm getting like a tap water taste at the end of the finish hmm. or a spring water 
taste, I should say. Not even tap. What is what does water taste like? You know how you could mineral? Yeah, like mineral. Yeah. Tap water. <laughs> oh, I think those those Killowan guys are gonna love that one. Tastes like tap water. The finish. Get no, out of here. No, no, It's, uh... Man. This is this good. Is, this is a tough cork pop to describe because it's yeah. like... I haven't spent any time with this. And there's a I'm, lot going on here. I'm pretty sure it's going to be something that we review down the road again. Sometimes products like these take time. Yeah. Like... I mean, I'm enjoying it. It is a experiment for sure. And I have a feeling, like you were saying, in a year, when when this is like a couple mm. inches down, and in a year from now, it's going to be completely different. Different. Like even with the like drops it's of leathery, water. though, it's very leathery and oily and buttery. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I definitely like the proof. Yeah. I almost want to say there's like a mm. a cologne type part to this too, like like uh, musky. Yeah, musky. Yeah. On the nose, not on the palate. Right on the nose. Now, the thing about these whiskeys that tend to have that color, other than Springbank 15, <laughs> usually most of the time, it's not a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Especially Japanese whiskeys. Yeah. When you have this kind of tint yeah. in the color. I don't yeah. know if it's just a thing or what, but when it's like very light, it's it's kind of hard to fine notes like you find a couple add drops of water you're still finding the same notes buttery leather okay musk yeah and <laughs> that's about it and not taking any credit from the whiskey at all it's a good whiskey but with the tint all the ones that we reviewed with this this color, it's just not a lot to say about it. Other than Springbank 15, which was probably darker than this, I imagine. You know what else I'm getting is the crab legs are like lobster <laughs> shell. Maybe that's that waters that's like a sea, <laughs> like the sea. That's what I'm saying on the finish. This is like a like a lot like a crab legs. You know how crab legs mm -hmm. smell like yeah. the the shell. This sounds so appealing, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot going on in it. It's it's like the sea. Hmm. Okay. This is not a beginner's. Oh no! Uh, whiskey no! 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 All. No. They they they'll be turned off right away. It's it's a you gotta huh. you gotta be an a enthusiast. I will say that me and 
Dylan are in that category. Because we do approach whiskey, well, sometimes I do. We both try to approach whiskey with an open mind. Sometimes. Always. I yeah. always do. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'm not. Like, I was a hater of Balconis, and now I like them. If they're sword picks or single barrels. But there's stuff on the shelf, no. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. But, yeah, with this, you got to come in here with an open mind. <laughs> here we go again, bashing Balconis. <laughs> I said something good about them. <laughs> I love their single barrels. Um, yeah. But, yeah. If you are a... Mm, let's say this. If you're a bourbon guy like me, when proof jumps at you, which it, it, guess, it, it has the proof, and then you see a three-year-old age statement, which that's nothing to bat an eye at either because there's a lot of good Texas whiskey out there that's like two years old. Yeah, once Dylan brought it out... McCarthy's is three. Yeah. And, and there's so, that is so good for three years old. Yeah, the only turn off I can say is the color, but because it's so deceiving. Yeah, it's so deceiving, <laughs> and it's like okay. I mean, I'm glad they just naturally colored it though. They didn't add color. Yeah, they didn't add color. That's good. Um, which I'm not mad at that either because I have been shocked a lot of times of some of the stuff that we have reviewed from. Dylan's collection that are this color and they're like just blow you out the water yeah. with flavor. Um, I mean, it's along the lines of the color of uh, Ardbeg 10. Yeah. You know, it's like light, light. Mm -hmm. You think it's going to be just not now Here's much the thing there. Uh, $100, I'm not mad at that because you're not going to get it, you're not going to see it anywhere. But would I be mad if it was something that wasn't seen and it was like 50 bucks? No. Okay, here's a scenario for you. What if this was mass produced? Yeah, and if you pay 100 bucks for it, I'd be like, this should be 50. Yeah, you'd want a higher age statement yeah. for sure. I was it like, this should be, be 50. 50. Yeah, it should be 50. If it was mass produced and it's a but I, I get it 75 yeah I get it though but who knows this could open up and then turn into something else but I'm not getting the cognac cask I mean the cognac cask might be the reason why it has that tint and that color I don't know but cool concept I mean it's Very not bad cool. it's not bad I wonder what led them to do the fermentation that way like, mm -hmm. why that? They could have someone that's Belgian working like, for them in Ireland. Hey, we're already doing a bunch of weird stuff. Let's just make it weirder. And I, I mean, the concept's cool. I mean, it's not bad at all. This is something... This is a experience whiskey. Yeah. Something that you bring out every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. You're going to enjoy it, and people yep. are going to be like, wow. This Put is that a, in the back of the shelf, and then mm -hmm. a couple of years from now, I'll pull it out. Yeah. And see what if it's changed. So my grade for this, yeah, it's gonna be. Hmm. Eighty-two, eighty-three. Whoa. 
I'm going higher. You're going higher? Yeah. I'm going 87. 87? Really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's really awesome. And it's different. And that's, it is different. That is my jam. That's where I live. <laughs> I, live in the, I live for the different. All right. Just like you talk me down, I'm going to have to talk you down on this one. All right, man. <laughs> talk me down. Try it. You have... <laughs> what you just had before the previous episode, yeah. I, I get. That's ninety-three. But think about your collection. Yeah. I think you have better stuff in your collection that is mass-produced that's better than this. Now, this like piece... Like Balcones. Oh, no. Uh, uh, huh. yeah, yeah. Slip. No. Um, Belvini. Single barrel Arbeck's, 12. Springbanks. Lejeg. Lejeg. Redbreast. 12-year cash strength. Mm. Is better than this. Now, this would be... Now, the reason why I gave it in the 80s, because it is a good product. And in reality, if I consider about it being so rare that it is, I would change mine into a, a 83 to a 84 and a half to 85. Because you, it's an experienced whiskey and you can't get it. Yeah, and I think that's influencing me a lot is... Uh, it's unique. Number one, no other whiskey like it for sure. Yeah. So right there, that's worth a lot of points for me, because I'm always looking for now, especially Irish. Mm-hmm. You buy a lot of Irish whiskey and say, yeah. like, okay, it's all the same, all the same. All the Irish whiskey that we well, we haven't reviewed all of them yet, but so far, red red breast castron yeah. does it for me. And then you then you got some when you get to that something quality, else and you're like then, oh, then okay. you're at another level yeah uh, yeah I can't I can't lower it I can't lower it eighty seven I like the way I try to talk you down to Lauren and I hired mine like, what the heck <laughs> yeah you're a really good salesman <laughs> all right man I'm, I'm, listen here Mister you gotta lower okay, that rating all right, yeah. right eighty five I went up two points and you say the same okay. <laughs> no. Joke's on me. No, but credit uh, to them. That's thinking outside yeah, the box. Yeah. And, and I love you know. this experimenting. I love it. I love it. I, I wish I could see more of this. You know, spe- I'm especially yeah, Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's so many. At, at Castron, too? I mean, what what is Red Breast? Like 112? 112? I don't know. It's not 120. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you might be right. Might be I think it's like range. the 112 margin. <clears throat> All right. Are we even going to take a break, or are we just going to run right through roll. it? Yeah, let's, let's roll, roll man. Let's All right. Okay. So the reason why I wanted to do this concept, me and Dylan discussed, because we needed to review bottles. We just got to review stuff that we got. Yeah. Other than trying to focus on low and high end, because if you put our... It's harder than what you think. Even though we have a wide collection of stuff between the both of us, when you get to the low and high, you got to be really picky 
of what are you going to choose as your low end most of the time, and you're like, man, this is not low because huh, me and Dylan you. just don't buy low end got, stuff. Well, I have a lot I mean, more yeah, low you end. do, and and some of the low ends I have are good low ends, but you know, it's just going to be better for us to just do a featured series, like feature bottles, the stuff that we always yeah. talk about. And one thing that I talked about in the podcast since we started, and we have not did one, except for Dylan. He has done one local Wisconsin craft distillery. I think that was lacrosse, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I've been talking about Driftless, Glenn, yeah, Dancing, true. Goat, Jay, Henry, this and that and that and that, and have not reviewed one bottle, and we're almost like, what, two years doing this. I think. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people. I mean, this the Wisconsin whiskeys. They don't get. They don't get around. I know, and they're good. But they're here, here, we see them all the time. Exactly. And we, we think it's like just average mm-hmm. everyday stuff, but it just it's not. It's just for here. Yeah. So, what I the the future bottle that I'm going to bring today is Driftless Glen. This was a distillery release only. Our, a or a exclusive, as it says on the bottle. <laughs> if I can pronounce this right, this is the Bourbon Day Naranja. So what this is? Bourbon Day. Day Naranja. Oh. Bourbon Day Naranja. I don't know if it's French or Spanish. <laughs> I don't know. Bourbon oh, Day. D E. Yeah. D-E. Okay. Bourbon Day Naranja. Can I say that again? <laughs> so what this is is a four-plus-year bourbon finished uh, six-plus months in orange-infused sherry barrels from Spain. Mm. Coming at you. Orange-infused. Yeah. Mm. Coming okay. at you at 100 proof. Let me rinse my glass. Driftless mm. Glen. Now, I've only had Driftless Glen a couple of times. Oh, yeah. They make good stuff, man. Like, they're single barrels. I got their rye. They're... And they're they're starting to get into the finished stuff, too. All right. <clears throat> so dark, they're Very dark. They're out in the barrel year, Four-plus-year bourbon. Finished six-plus months in orange-infused sherry. And they're in Baraboo. Mm-hmm. Baraboo, wow, Wisconsin. Thick, dense cl- bottle. I know, man. I love their bottles. I like the way that they do the uh, thumbprint on the side. Mm. Mm-hmm. What is that about? I don't know. That's <laughs> usually where you put your hand, I guess. Right. <laughs> or your thumb. <laughs> I love Driftless, man. All right. Uh so orange infused sherry barrels from Spain. That's one thing I love about craft mm. distilleries. They think outside the box. It's almost getting yeah. to the point like, okay, with the beer industry, everybody was about Miller High Life and which is still good. I still like that. But all the big names, Budweiser, you know, Coors, this and that. 
and then Craft Distillery started coming out with IPAs, and then he started doing stouts mm-hmm. and stuff. Even though you had Guinness, but they're like, you know what? Let's barrel age some stuff. Let's put a stout in a bourbon barrel or something. Now, <laughs> with these craft distilleries, they're they're doing some finished products, which are great. Oh, I love that nose. I know it's great. <laughs> love it. For some reason, it reminds me of. Uh being on the lake being on the water like as far as what like what what do you usually have on the lake that's reminding you of it there's certain smells that come with being on a lake gotcha I don't know I don't know what it is just the vegetation maybe the plants that grow in the water have a certain smell yeah yeah maybe Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's up there. Ha ha ha. That is great. Oh man, is that how much is this? <laughs> uh I spent over one hundred on it. Okay, alright. Yeah. Dang, if you were gonna say like 45 bucks? I, I think it was 100 even. Which, you know, with the barrels, I'm pretty sure. Now, actually, let me look this up. Let me look this up because now it's not an exclusive anymore. I think you could actually get this on the shelf and they changed the label. Because I had this bottle for a while. So, let's look this up. Driftless Glen. Bourbon de Naranja. Naranja? Oh. Okay. Uh. So, okay. This is the best Driftless <clears throat> Glen I've ever had. So, probably back then when I got it, as you can see on the name, that it was an exclusive. You could get it at Total Wine right now, because I guess it's available now, because I got this a year and a half ago at the distillery, and now you can see these, because I have been seeing these on the shelf, and now the the label's different. It's an orange label now. Okay. And you could get it at Total Wine for 70 bucks. Oh. Deal. It's a good deal. There's zero heat. Yeah. Zero. You would think this was aged more than four years. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Just flavor. So much flavor. Well, it does say four plus. I don't know what four plus means. It could be a four years and six months. <laughs> it could be five. It could be six. But this has been open for a while, so... I was like, man, I gotta cover a Wisconsin distillery since we talk about them all the time and have not yeah. covered one except for lacrosse. And this is exciting because this is this is not sourced. No. By MVP. <laughs> it's this homegrown is made in Wisconsin and it is as good, if not better, than anything in Kentucky at that price range. 
and that's another thing too. Most of these uh, Kentucky YouTube content creators, or just any of them that are like in the bourbon game, they they will drive the driftless and do picks. Oh, really? Yeah, with them, like their bourbon and their rye, which I have those, and those are high proof, and they're just so good, man. So good. So shout out to Driftless Glen. Shout out to all mm-hmm. the craft distillers out there. Mm-hmm. And um, keep it up. <laughs> keep being yourself. I'm telling you, the ones that we have here are good. And one one day, me and Dylan will get to the point to do a pick with one yeah. of these Wisconsin distilleries. I kind one of feel of sorry for a lot of the European market because they hear about all this stuff and they have Can't no way and uh, just zero percent chance of getting this stuff. So, sorry guys, but this is really good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. This is really good. Yeah, for seventy bucks, wow, that's a deal. I'd say that's one of the better deals out there. Wow, great. A little bit of cherry. Yeah, a little bit. Not too much. Not doesn't doesn't have the blast of cherry like you find in some Kentucky stuff. But it's there. And it is not weird in any way. No, like, no, um, no, no, no. And like, I like, man, this is too much orange. Like what the heck? No, yeah, no. Well the reason I say it is because when Driftless Glen and places like that first started up they were all over the place. It, and it was like, this doesn't even taste like whiskey. What the heck is this, you know? Yeah. Because they were, they were just trying to get their product just, out. It was brand new. And it and was, it was like, like low-proof mm, stuff. And no. it was like, uh... And just so off from what I'm used to. Exactly. For, for bourbon. And, uh-huh. you know. But now, this is right up there. Right. What's your rating, man? I also have to say, that bottle... Cool, right? ...is really great. Thick, square, glass, heavy. Very cool. Classy. Mm-hmm. DG. And then the back, with the Driftless Glen logo. Uh, you went there, right? Yeah. So, do they have this? This? Uh, yeah, it's thing? in the front. Yeah. It it's a cool place. Like and their restaurant. That windmill, or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's right next to. So they got the the river. So what? What's out there? What's the river in Baraboo? Don't they share like the Mississippi or something? No, that's Baraboo is kind of in the middle of the state, north of Madison. So they don't share the... No, it's not. Um, You know where Devil's Lake is. Okay. It's by there. Alright. I think. I I thought the Mississippi River ran through Baraboo somehow. Let me just look this up. We're going to fact check this. What am I thinking (laughs) Pretty sure. Alright. Baraboo, Wisconsin. 
Yeah. Yeah. I want to know the name of the river. Yeah, it's up by the Wisconsin Dells, north of Madison. It's not near... It is. It's by Devil's Lake. Um, River. Yeah, it's a river behind there. Is it in town or out of town? Uh, in townish, and it's like the river is a stri- stream oh, behind yeah, their distillery, river. and it's a zoo, zoo right next door to them, which is funny. They don't have the name of the river on this map. <sighs> they have of street names, but I think it's part of the Mississippi River. No, no, no. This is too far from that. Uh, what river is that then? Well, give you an example. Let me zoom out a little bit. See the cross over here? Mm-hmm. That's by the Mississippi. That's the Mississippi over here. Baraboo's right there. So. Hmm. It's kind of in the middle of the state. So I wonder what river that is. I don't know. We're going to have to look that up later. Listeners. <laughs> Whatever river. I thought goes. for sure it was Mississippi, man. No. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I gotta get out there. Oh, it's beautiful. And that restaurant. You bought this there? Yeah. Nice. I buy all my bottles from there. Mm-hmm. Uh what was the tour like? You do a tour? Yeah, it was great. Mm. And a nice tour guide. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Emily at the restaurant. Their cocktails were great. They sit on the patio by the that river that they got back yeah. there. And oh yeah, they show us all the stuff that they're gonna do with the all their used barrels that they're gonna ship to Scotland. Hmm. Hmm. Do they use refill or all first fill? Uh, I think these are fill. all first. Okay, and then they ship it to Scotland. That's cool. I think they do Kelvin Cooperage, mostly. Yeah. This is an impressive place. I'm small, but great. I think one of the best things, which I should have bought it, one of the best products that they have that you could, I don't see on the shelves here. I think you have to go there and get it. But I think it's called the 51 Rye or something. Probably one of the best rice hmm. that I had in that price range. And I even don't know what the proof is. I mean, it's no Kentucky Owl, but it's just mm-hmm. super solid. It's really good. It's like on a level of like, um, oh my gosh, Heaven Hills product, not Rittenhouse. Pikesville. Oh. But smoother, like <sighs> you can you can finish that bottle in one night. That's well, how smooth it is. If it's anything like this, as it's far so as good. Like, oh, the heat, yeah, there's no heat. One day we go out there. This I, is, uh, I'm on vacation at the time of this recording. It starts next week. I mean, I might go out there next week. I don't know. Hmm. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> uh, I love the sweet balance of this. Oh, yeah. there's just a little, just enough. Just the enough. perfect amount of sweetness. <clears throat> what are you going to rate this bad boy? Um, for 
Yeah. You you right now in Wisconsin at, at the time of this. Of course, you won't be able to find it. You know, at the time in, in let's say California, you probably yeah. won't be able to find it. But at the time when I got this bottle, it was a distillery exclusive. Now here in the state of Wisconsin, you go to the grocery store or whatever, and have a new and approved label. Now they could get this on the shelf, or go to the liquor store or whatever, and you could get this product on the shelf. Yeah, so it's readily available here. And I'm assuming for that $70 range, because Total Wine usually has the cheapest price, but... I'm going to give this a... 87. Yeah. I was thinking about 88. 88. Yeah. Yeah, so so keep on the lookout, definitely man. Definitely an eighty-seven. Driftless Glen is not nothing to sleep on, and there's there's others. I would say that Driftless Glen probably has the most production around here in in Wisconsin as far as uh, distribution. I think the whole state of Wisconsin gets Driftless Glen products, and also J. Henry. But you know they're probably just going to get that ninety. Two proofer or whatever it is from J. Henry or something. But you know what I noticed about bourbon? Uh, and this is... It's more noticeable in bourbon than it is scotch. Is you get what you pay for. Oh, yeah. In bourbon. Yeah. You totally get the... You, you get... We discussed this before. It's like with the, with the scotch or single malt world, you can't just walk in a liquor store and see a single malt or a scotch... A $20 or $30 one is like, you know what? I want to be happy with this. I'm picking that up. Right, but with scotch, you can spend $150 on a scotch. And it's like, okay, is it is it yeah. better than an $80 scotch? Uh, yeah. How much better? A little better. Yeah. Or, you know, you can... You, you yeah, can, bourbon is... A, it's you a, can definitely notice some things, but it's not mm-hmm. like... But with bourbon... It's when you go from a forty-dollar bourbon or a thirty-seven-dollar bourbon to a seventy-dollar bourbon, as, as this is, it's twice as good. Mm-hmm. It's everything about it is it much more better. I mean, it's noticeable. Yeah, it's not just like uh, you. You're and not trying is, to find it. I'm it's thinking. There. I'm thinking that this could go up with the big boys. I think just these craft distilleries are just getting so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Driftless, Starlight, the, the, the company that we just had with the single malt. <laughs> yeah. Great uh, Grand Wagon or Great yeah. Wagon. Exciting you guys know stuff. What I'm talking about. It's just... And don't talk about Dancing Goat. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say it, Ben. <laughs> Dancing Goat is probably my favorite distillery here in Wisconsin. I, I like Driftless Glen a lot and also Jane Henry. Me too. But, <laughs> but Nick Brady thinks outside the box when it comes to using MGP products. Mm. Now, their source, and he, he's not yeah, shy about That's the one thing I wish they did is experiment with their own distillery. Yeah. Instead of just all sourced. Yeah. But he likes it because he could play around with it. Yeah, and you don't have to the whole headache of 
mm-hmm. a whole distillery and you know going down that road. Yeah. And I have something from Dancing Goat. Not, we don't have time to review it today because we got to eat dinner. But me and Dylan are going to have uh, a crazy Nick and Brady special experiment that I bought today. <laughs> that's pretty much a one of one. <laughs> one of one. Here we go with more one of one. It's a it's a store pick. Only this store was able to get it. I had half of a store pick. I think I let Dylan try. Uh, no, I don't think Dylan tried this mm-hmm. one. But I don't think I've had anything from there. The twenty maybe yeah that, that oh, twenty year right. light yeah. whiskey, that's, which was right. fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, so but I should have more. I should have like tried more of their stuff. Oh yeah, you got to get more Jason Good. Because it's all over the place. I, I see it everywhere. <sighs> Gotta buy it. It's in uh, Costco. I think. Like their port barrel rye. They got a they got a port finish rye. I would rye for you. <laughs> I saw that the other day. I'm like, <laughs> that might be the defeat to Midwinter's Night Jaram. Hmm. Is that product? We're gonna have to try it. That's why we're gonna do this new feature thing. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna do double bottles. That are like in the same realm, so we could just cover it and get it out the way. Yeah. Like, so in the yeah. future, prepare for yourselves for Dancing Goat. I will ride for you, which is a MGP source company, but it's a MGP rye, the ninety-five-five rye, finish and port, and I think it's a seven-year rye. And then you got Midwinter's Light Dram, which is half MGP and half of High West Distillate finish and Tawny Port. Which one would be better? I think I know. <laughs> my, su- my surprises. My surprises. And, and I got some more stuff to come as double bottle of course, features. Of course, of course. We just got to, man. We got to get these out the way. Yeah, we're, maybe we'll, what we'll do is just a whole series of these right now. Yeah, feature bottles, Like man. five episodes in a row of just featured stuff. Got and then to. get back to the regular programming. But, yeah, don't sleep on Dance and Go Deal. Nick Brady, if you're out there listening, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help him out, man. We got to do a story pick in the future. Well, we were talking about that. And yeah. Dance and Goat is probably one of the ones we're going to go with. They do so much stuff with different barrels and all this stuff. I know their source, but he's not shy about talking about how they source from MGP. Because he does so many different things with their whiskey. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They should be on top of the totem pole, pretty much. With MGP. Like, you got Cat's Eye with MGP. You got Penelope with MGP. And then... For me, is that one for I, Michigan? Oh, they were doing uh, MGP. Joseph Magnus. Yes. And then uh, Dancing Goat. Dancing Goat. He just does outside the box stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's like really cool. Like a, uh, oh yeah, twenty year old light whiskey. Yeah, that's cool. Let's finish it in port, and make it a ninety proofer, not make it high. And I'm like, man, a ninety proofer. And we had it, and it was like liquid gold. It was it like was good. oily That's and right. just. It's like, man. <laughs> Wasn't that your whiskey of the year? 
Of last year? Yeah. 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 It came out just in time. It came out in <laughs> December. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever right. state you're in, if you got a distillery by you, check them out. I don't know oh, where you're They've local. come a long yeah. way. Craft distilleries have come a long way. And I'm pretty sure if you are have one in your state, they're nine times out of ten, they're doing something right. They gotta be. And you probably have more than one at this point. Yeah. Such an exciting time for I remember whiskey. when I laughed at the fact about Cedar Ridge in Iowa. I'm like, ha 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 ha. And wow. They're like they're on the they're on they're, the top. Yeah, they're of like craft distilleries. They're doing it. It's that's all happening so fast. It's like we can't even keep up. Oh, even no. if we had a weekly podcast. Uh, we if we were doing twice as many episodes. Mm-hmm. You know? we like could. we're just getting to a driftless g- glen. All the Wisconsin distilleries that we yeah. were talking about, and we just what we if, did lacrosse and driftless. even if we just stuck with American only. Oh my gosh, yeah, we couldn't keep up with it. Couldn't keep up. There's always something coming out. And there's our episode. And at that on that note, we're out. We will see you on the flip side.